0: Episode 182, Doctors Out of Debt. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclare, and today we are Dr. Caroline Clarisme's Perspective. you joint award-winning podcast host and best-selling author, Dr. Justin Trosclare, as we go behind the curtain and talk to doctors and experts about their specialty, marketing, and home-life balance. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Thank you for tuning in again. This week is going to be a good one for you because in the past, we had an entire episode about which repayment program you should have, whether it's financial-based or just a steady payment. And you can find that episode at adoctorsperspective.net slash 128. We also had an entire series earlier at adoctorsperspective.net slash financial. And that will cover all sorts of ways to make money and how to get your head around it all. And this one is going to help you go through Really, making a budget, what percentage should you use? A little bit about side incomes, second jobs, third jobs, investment properties. And she has a program that outlines everything because, let's face it, some doctors are really bad with money. They don't know what goes in. They don't know what comes out, and it leads to a bunch of mess. All the books that all the guests in the past have recommended are at a doctorsperspective.net list. If you're into rehab and functional fitness, you can go to uh, a doctor'sperspective.net/rehab and you can find the 11 episodes. We have all of the southeast seminars from quadrant analysis, factor grip approach, Tom Teeter's program, and so many more. So I gave you a lot of resources here to go into our back catalog. If you need to know anything else about the show, you can always visit the master link at slash all links, and that will give you every single thing you can imagine from social media. Books the wait to support the podcast, past top episodes of the year, and everything else. Well, that's it for now. Let's jump into the new show. All the show notes and the transcript can be found at a doctor's slash one eight two. Let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Welcome back to A Doctor's Perspective. Today on the show, we have a wonderful doctor lady. Oh, yeah, she's a dentist. She graduated from Tufts University School of Dental Medicine. She's a former instructor at Boston University. She still practices dentistry at an urgent care, and she's got a really awesome kids book. We'll mention that later in the story. But why she's here is because DoctorsOutOfDebt.com. Everybody has student loans, and nobody likes them, and we always complain, so we need to figure that out. So please welcome, all the way from the New Hampshire, which is called the Granite State, everybody, Dr. Caroline May.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I love that introduction. Thank
0: you. You're welcome. I try to keep it brief but intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) So I so the audience should know, I had Dr. Vin on the other day and she mentioned privately about this entre MD, Doctor Una, and she's like she's got a cool podcast and then so I was like, Okay, when I download podcasts, I go crazy. I should probably just download one, but I'm like, I'll just scroll through and like, bam, I got six. You know, I got a long commute, so I'll go crazy. And you were one of the episodes that struck my eye. I was like, Oh, let me listen to this. I was like, Wow, that's pretty good. Let me let me try to get her on the program because I've had programs in the past about like student loans and somebody I know that they do a calcul not just a calculator, but like a plan, like should you do income based? Should you do you know, all these different things? And so that was yes. a really, really good episode that, if anybody's interested, you can go back in the backlog because it gives you a lot of that behind the scenes uh, stuff, which I'd be curious to see. This is a long intro now. Do you help with restructuring the type of loans that you have, or is it more of the, the other side of it?
1: Pretty much the other side of it. And as far as I see money as, I mostly see wealth. Mm-hmm. And I don't, even though, yes, it's called Doctors Out of Debt. But it's also to show you how you can create generational wealth and get out of that at the same time. You can do both. During the program that I have, I do go over different types of loan payment options, IBR, ICR, Repay, Pay, all of those things to show you, PSLF, all of those things, so you can really see which one is the best option for you. Because everybody has a story. Everybody has a different scenario. If you are a new dentist, married, three kids, your story is going to be different from someone who's been a dentist for five years, um, single, ready to mingle, and has less debt than you. You know, everybody's going to have a different story. So that's why we def- I definitely show different scenarios and how you can really create wealth while getting out of debt at the same time. It must be done at the same time.
0: Okay. All right, so it could be one of these, maybe hang out with this guy, find out what program you need to have. But as a dentist, this is one of the questions I had. If you're first starting out, so I'm a chiropractor, so we have kind of the same amount of debt, maybe a little less, but we're talking 50000 less. It's not that much less. <laughs> but when you get out of school, would you say that 80000 is a going rate or more like $110,000 for a starting salary, a brand new dentist out starting of school?
1: Starting salary. So I'll tell my story a little bit. When I graduated from Tufts in 2011, I had a total loan of $250,000, okay? And I took a job making less figures. And at some point I said, okay, the math ain't mapping. That's not going to work out. So I had to go to a bunch of trial and errors, talk to a few coaches and mentors, read books. And actually, actually, I started listened to podcasts almost when I was almost done paying off the debt. But anyway. I was still able to pay up the 250000 k in four years. But now, as far as the going rate for dentists or for... Yeah,
0: for dentists.
1: Depending on where you are, 120 to 150.
0: Okay. So with that money, I would think it should be not so bad. But does the doctor lifestyle creep in for most people to where they can't pay it off?
1: A lot of it has to do with mindset. And sometimes you've been in school for so long. You just want to enjoy your money. You just want to do whatever you want with the money. And you deserve that. We all deserve that as doctors. We have you know of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> we've been to sleepless nights, um, drinking espressos, red bulls to stay awake, hot pockets, whatever nasty things we were eating. We really want to be able to enjoy money or enjoy really yeah, Not have to pay creditors forever, you know, mm-hmm. And some, but at the same time, you have to be very disciplined and intentional as far as how you spend that money. I've had many clients who say, oh, my gosh, I wish I had met you 10 years ago. Because sometimes they graduate. And so one of my clients, he, we'll call it her Dr. M, she graduated and she had about 150,000 student loans, okay? Ten years later, she had about 100,000 more
0: in <laughs> <because> <laughs> payment of life.
1: interest, you know? Yeah. But she was just living it up, enjoying her life, which I think we all deserve, which all should do. But at the same time, we have to think about the wealth part. And we all have to understand that at some point, we're not going to want to be a chiropractor or a dentist or a physician forever. At some point, something's going to stop you, either yourself, sickness, illness, or retirement, or you're just fed up. You're like, I'm out.
0: Three kids and trying to figure that out.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's important to be ready for all those things because you don't want to, when it gets to that point, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? So it's very important to be intentional and to have a plan for your finances.
0: Because at 1500 a month for a student loan payment, and then you got at least that much for a house payment, and yes. then you probably have a car payment because you pay a doctor and you're like, I need a Lexus or something. It can go by really quick. Absolutely. A- and any that's any we kind of retirement. we have a budgeting
1: formula. We have a budgeting formula. i tell you exactly how much money should be going towards utilities, transportation, debt towards yourself because you have to take care of you, too. So that's why the formula works so that you know. Because Dr. Diaby, one of my clients, once she started applying that formula, she's like, oh, my gosh, now I know how much money to spend on food. Now I know how much money I should be spending towards transportation, how much money I should be investing. Because sometimes you just get paid and you just spend. Because Salome or whoever student loan service that you have, they're asking for the money. Of course, you're going to give the money, but at the same time, take care of yourself. Be the CEO of your finances. How are you going to take care of you? You know.
0: I was listening to a uh, – you know what choose FI means? Have you heard of that before? No. It's a financial no. independence. It's like these groups really like, okay, can you retire by like your 40? Or it's what kind sucker. of side hustle can you do to bring in an extra $1,000 or like convert it into like, wow, it took over my normal job and now I make all this money. So is money. it like fire? Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, choose FI. It's like FIRE. They call it financial independence, retirement (laughs) at an early age. And one of the things them, and I think Dave Ramsey talks about is the house shouldn't be more than 25 to 30% Mm -hmm. of your income. Yes. Otherwise you become house poor and it's like, okay, it's hard to do anything else because you have too much house. So that's really good to hear that you actually have a a percentage (laughs) that should go to these things. Uh, Because you could blow your mind, like how much you spend on eating out a month, I would think.
1: Yes. Because we are doctors and sometimes we like Step by step stuff. We like to see numbers. Like, just tell me how much money I should be spending. And it's not about restricting yourself. It's just to have some kind of structure to see how much you should really be spending towards investing, paying off the debt, utilities, transportation, um housing. And again, housing is one area where a lot of doctors spend too much money, where the house is not making them.
0: And, then and you got to supply you- everything that's in the house
1: too. Yes, yes, absolutely. A lot of people see having a house as an asset. It's only an asset if you sell it or if you use a HELOC. But every day or every month, if something breaks, it's money that comes out of your pocket. It's very important to understand that, to not see. Yes, it, it is an asset, but it's really an asset only if you sell it or if you do a HELOC. And what I mean by HELOC is, you pretty much take money, the air credit out. Right. And so it's very important to be mindful of that when spending money. And at the same time, we're doctors, of course, we want to live in some nice areas, have nice neighbors and everything like that, safe neighborhoods. But And like Dr. Una says, um, one out of three, we can move. We don't have to live somewhere that's very expensive. There's Mm -hmm. so many other places where we can flourish as doctors and have the great neighborhood and Living in a house that's not making us house poor or making it harder for us to get out of debt and create wealth.
0: And I heard this. I was listening to a dentist podcast, and they were talking about buying and selling dental practices. And one of the mistakes they saw, I want to be in Boston. Okay, so you move to Boston, and you got Boston's cost of living, but you don't have this high salary. And so you're like, either you can pull extra shifts or... Whatever, and then you get tired of being an associate. So you're like, okay, let me let me start my own thing or buy a clinic. And there's all these great practices, not in Boston. It's in the country. But you already mm-hmm. just bought this house and say so like, Oh, I'm not commuting forty five minutes to this small <laughs> town. And so I think one of their um their points was if you can live in a smaller town but near a big city, go for it because you're gonna find better mm-hmm. deals. You'll probably make a ton more money and you get landlocked, you bought this house, you don't wanna sell it, you've got these bills to pay, you can't move. And so their venue, their vision was, if you plan to buy, be a owner, be an owner first, and then buy mm-hmm. your, bank, your your dream house.
1: Absolutely, because it's gonna be the practice that's gonna be paying for the mortgage pretty much. So I like that order better to have the business first and then the house. Okay. And. You want to make sure that you are actually happy where you are in the business before yeah. actually locking in the house and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. That's what I recommend.
0: Okay. Yeah, because some I mean, people we'll buy the biggest house in the city, and you're like, oh, you're yeah. like <laughs> selling that sucker. Um. When we're talking about multiple streams of income, do you like real estate, or are we talking about side hustles, like you know writing a kid's book? And then things like, I would say, investments, or how, how are we looking about this?
1: All of it. Never rely on just one income. One income is way too close to zero. Way too close. Never, ever rely on one income. That's something that I learned from my parents early on. They never had one job, ever. Oh. Never. And, of course, I'm sure you guys can hear an accent. I'm from the Caribbean, and they never, ever had one job, ever. And okay. But to answer a question, real estate, stock market, crypto, um, being an author, dividend income, it's... So most millionaires have seven streams of income. You want to be as close as possible to four to five streams of income. Never just have one income. And I'm sure the pandemic, especially for dentists, has shown that if there's a lockdown, what are you going to be doing? You know, you're just going to be relying on savings, going to make even more stress. And that's the thing, so sometimes we feel that finances does not affect your life or hope or health, it does. Like money can really make you stressed out when you don't have enough of it, when you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay this, how you're going to pay that, have multiple streams of income. And one easy way to do that, if you don't want to have your own business, look at real estate, look at the stock market. I always say if you have a call, meaning everybody. <laughs> living should have should be able to invest. And research shows that forty five percent of Americans do not invest. They just pretty much stash the money in the bank account. Wow. That's a pretty high number. And of course that number includes doctors. And it's very important to do it afraid. Do your research but do it afraid. And there are so many resources so you can start um doing so. And of course um in my program we go over all of those things, how to Invest how I started investing, you know, and there's always going to be a lot of back and forth between time in the market and timing the market. I mean, just invest. Whatever you do, just invest, okay? So it's very important to just do it and not procrastinate. The more you wait, the harder it's going to be, the more expensive the stock can be or the house can be. Look at the stock market now. Look at the real estate market now. Oh, my goodness. That is insane at the moment. Yeah. So do not delay. Or don't say like, oh let me wait for the market to come down. Let me wait for this. Just
0: do it. They say if you could invest, I think it's 2 or 3,000 a year in like a low-cost index when you're 18 to 25, you will be set for the rest of your life even if you put yes. nothing else in it. But we're kind of starting behind the 8 behind the 8 balls they say. And if you're lucky, you can get a 401k with your employer. But let's be honest, yes. a lot of those places, as, as dentists, we don't get that option. And as chiropractors as well, you have to create your own, but you can still max out your Roth IRAs, your simple, simple IRAs and things. And if, if people are worried about, I don't know what to do. you There's robo-advisors like Wealthfront. You know, you just type in your risk tolerance, you put in the money and all the stuff there is very yes. diversified. It's very, I mean, as safe as it can be, but it's not like actively managed where you lose all the All the money being they can't even beat S&P over 50 years. And they even have like real estate stuff where if someone's like, ah, I just don't want to be in charge of the houses. A, you can pay someone 5 to 10%, maybe 15% to manage your properties. If you're in a higher income bracket, potentially you could save and then you buy those four plexes or six plexes instead of just single houses. And there's lots of groups that will take your money. They will gladly take your money to teach you all of this (laughs) stuff. And sometimes you do need that help. But there's like Fundrise.com. You just put your money in like a stock market. And they invest for you and you get your return and you yeah. can be a little bit more hands off because I know some doctors are like I don't want to be involved with all of this extra stuff. And I guess the question is, is it permission to say, well, maybe your side income only is about two or three hundred extra a month. Not everything can replace your salary. But like if you have multiple incomes now, it's like three hundred, it's three hundred again. And if mm-hmm. something happens with your main job, at least you have something to cover. Yes. Partial. Something.
1: Absolutely. And during the pandemic, during the lockdown. Having rental income help. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: I wouldn't have have to worry or be stressed about money. That really helped. And when I say invest in real estate, the stock market, crypto, don't just invest in one stock. Don't just invest, have one rental property. There's so many ways to invest in just real estate, short-term rental, syndication, crowdfunding. There's so many ways, not just one way. Because you might be like, I'm already a busy doctor. I don't want to have to buy rental ink, rental properties. That's fine. There are other ways to invest in real estate. You can still invest in real estate doesn't mean that you have to actually own a property, even though
0: it's yeah. nice. There's you know? a lot of developers that just need your money. But yes. you really gotta trust these people because they you know, that's one of those tricks they talk about. I bought this many properties and I didn't even use my own money. They have these doctors and these lawyers and these accountants and I just use their money and they're happy to get their little five or ten percent at the end. And you're like, wait.
1: OPM, other people's money.
0: Yep. What's the common pitfalls that you see? Maybe we talked about it a little bit with the house and things, but what mm-hmm. are you finding on the day to day?
1: People not knowing how much money they make and how much money they really spend. Mm. Um, so it's very important to go back to your bank statements. It can be a little bit overwhelming. So do it by quarter. Look at for the first quarter of this year how much money you spent on Amazon. Oh. And even. <laughs> Don't cut so even deep. Last, <laughs> <laughs> even last quarter. Q4. Sometimes we spend a lot of money on gifts. For me, Amazon. Amazon is always delivering well, always. Yeah. And, but it's good to know exactly how much money you spend and all those things really adding value. In addition to, yes, you need to spend money towards to survive, you know, towards utilities. Um, you need to pay for your car. If you have a car payment, that you, you should be able to pay up quickly, by the way. But anyway. Um, mortgage, all those things need to be taken care of. But it's very important that whatever you're purchasing to make sure that it's bringing you some kind of value to your life, okay? And, of course, the budgeting formula does allow you to spend some fun money because you need to spend some fun money go places, travel, see the world, you know, all those things. But, again, without the B word, a budget, it's very hard to really know how much, you, how you can find extra money to put towards vacation fund, towards buying a new car or whatever it is. So for me, I feel that sometimes doctors just get paid and spend the money. Or sometimes they might have a friend saying like, oh, invest in GateStop," And then they go and in, invest in crypto, whatever it is. But they still don't really know how much they're making or how much should be allocated towards different categories. Like food, transportation, utilities, and stuff like that. So that will be the biggest thing, it's budgeting, not knowing how much money you make. And I know some doctors would be like, oh, of course, I'm salaried. But some people, they are paid on production or collection or they're independent contractors where they don't get paid the same amount. But it's good to have an idea how much money you should be making and, of course, knowing as well how much money you spend, okay? And second thing, I guess I'll throw a little extra and real Check quick, your credit report. Yes.
0: There's waveapps.com, there's mint.com. You can just look yes. up your bank account and it does it all for you. And you just for have to you. kind of categorize it one hour a month or less. And you can like categorize everything. And now you have reports, profit and loss, everything you spend on. And sometimes it'll shock you what you spend your money on because you didn't even realize you spent that much or at all. And you're like, oh, that's where my money's going. I didn't even realize.
1: Yes.
0: And you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. How many subscription services do you have? You're like, oh, you know, maybe you don't need to cancel them because you have the money. But at the same time, if you're trying to really pay off some student loans, every little bit can help for a little while. Like maybe you don't need all five streaming services or something.
1: Yes, because sometimes we really are not watching cable, or like, what is it, HBO, Netflix, Prime, what else is there? I don't even know. I mean, there's um, Disney,
0: and then ABC, see, they all have, like, everybody has a, a service now.
1: You don't need all those things? So it's all about prioritize and mint, I used Mint when I was pretty much part of college, and then mostly dental school and after dental school, I used Mint. Yeah. I loved it. I loved, loved it. It helped. It yeah. really helped. But now I realize that I'm a pen and paper kind of person. Mm. So that's what I do. I have my budget budget, budget sheets, and I love – I'm a nerd, huh?
0: Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. You're going on paper. Sheet. I love this stuff, but I, I still use my <laughs> computer. I'm like, let's crunch some numbers. Let's Excel spreadsheet this thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you were mentioning credit scores, by the way. I didn't want to jump you off too much.
1: Sometimes you might have some surprises when you go ahead and purchase. Um, you're like, You can be like, okay – at least I heard Dr. when she said buy a rental property. Let me look into that. And, of course, you're going to have the lender, if you're taking up a mortgage, the lender is going to check your credit report or your credit score and everything like that. It's important to know what's there because they're going to be asking you about inquiries. So it's important to know what's there and make sure it's accurate. Every year, you should be checking your credit report and your credit report.com and it's free. If you have to do it multiple times, Um, There is a fee associated with that sometimes. Some of your banks might offer that as well. But every year you need to know, you need to check and see what's going on. Any hard inquiries, even soft inquiries, and make sure everything is current. And sometimes doctors, okay, I'm not going to, maybe not doctors, everybody that has student loans, sometimes we forget that student loans, it's debt and it goes on your credit report. So you Mm want to check all those things too. You want to see those numbers. And I know sometimes we don't want to see those numbers, Mm -hmm. uh, but again, unless you actually—if
0: you don't know, you can't fix the problem.
1: Exactly. Unless you know the numbers, you won't be able to change the numbers. Pretty much. It's very
0: important. As a dentist, you have the option to do some seriously expensive procedures, like Mm -hmm. replace implants, some endo. Absolutely. I mean, I was listening to these podcasts. These guys make ten to fifty thousand dollars. So if you're a production-based dentist and you maybe are bored with your run-of-the-mill stuff, I guess you could say that there's more expensive things as long as your owner is like, yeah, if you know how to do it, we'll support you and we'll all make more money. Yes. Is that an option as well? What do you think?
1: Absolutely. Always invest in yourself. The first thing you should be investing is actually yourself. If you're like, I'm not sure how to find more money, I'm not sure what to do. Sometimes you have to start by investing in yourself Mm -hmm. by taking courses because whatever you want to do, It's out there. You just need the right people and the right resources to get you there. And, of course, it's important to be clear, crystal clear, as far as what you want, dentistry, medicine, or whatever um, whatever field that you're in to do for you and how you can use it to change other people's lives. It's very important to be crystal clear about that. Um, But just to answer a question, invest in yourself. If you have to take an implant course, molar, endo, forward canal, do it. Absolutely. Become good at what, not even good. I don't want to say perfect because I think dentists are already perfectionists, but whatever you do, just do it well. You know, always try to strive for excellence. And I think that's something that we struggle with being dentists.
0: (laughs) Do you think everybody should be a business owner?
1: I feel that, like Jay-Z said, you are a business. Like you, even Dr. Una, she believes that. Mm -hmm. You... Don't feel bad if you don't want to be a business owner, but we all have the potential of being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And it's just your choice whether or not you want to do that. Meaning, mean, I'm not going to say you have to be. No, you don't have to be, but you have the potential. Meaning if you want to, go ahead. Nothing should be stopping you at all.
0: It is the next no. level, though. It is so much yeah. more burden. If you if you have a good salary with a good work environment, I'm always sometimes like, maybe maybe it's okay, you know? If you're happy and everything's good, like eventually you might get burned, but there's a lot of probably there's a lot of job options out there, and I guess there's different franchises with dentistry that are, are more successful than others. If you're worried about like doing it yourself, becoming a partner somewhere else is another option to Absolutely. increase Absolutely. your revenue, but at least have some of the risk, and you know you're not fully responsible for the for all the marketing, all the headaches of hiring and firing and
1: stuff. Absolutely, it's always nice to be. A business owner. Even sometimes you might be like, "But I don't want to own a dental office." There are all the stuff that you can own. You know. Oh,
0: there's another income stream. Yeah, you can be.
1: Yes. So don't limit yourself. And I think sometimes whenever we become doctors, we stay in the doctor's box. No, it's
0: probably a restaurant's not a great idea.
1: Probably not. I wouldn't go that route.
0: I wouldn't go that route. No. But um.
1: No. You
0: can own a but bunch that's... of car washes or something.
1: There's so many, and there's actually many dentists at some point, they were, they had um, hotels, Mm. laundromats, you know, there's so many other stuff that you can do with your money where you own businesses.
0: And again, you're a part owner. You're not the full owner of the hotel.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. At some point, you're going to figure it out pretty much. Just ask yourself those questions. What am I good at? How can I change my community? And one of the speakers at In my program, she mentioned that how she was able to go into franchising by just, you know, asking those questions. How can I change my community? Because sometimes it's not just about how much money you make and all those things, but how can you serve your community? How can you help?
0: Right. So let's start to wrap this up a little bit here. What's this kid's book? Tell me about it. I saw the cover on Amazon. It looks cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So I'm sure you guys, we've been chatting for a few minutes, so I'm sure you guys know. I have a business, it's Doctors Out of Debt, and what I do is I help doctors to create generational wealth and get out of debt at the same time. And after working with many doctors, I told my best friend, Dr. Alicia Birch, she's a dentist as well, I said, bestie, <laughs> even though I don't call her bestie, I said, Dr. Birch, we, I really want people to or to young kids to know more about money. And, of course, having gone through what I had to go through to pay off my debt quickly, I always said that I was going to teach my daughter early on about money. She has written several other children's books. So she was like, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's do a collaboration and do it together. And mm. boom, Lily in the talking piggy bank, let's learn about money was born. So pretty much that's how it all started. And so many kids, they always, the parents are always sending me screenshots or like pictures of their kids reading the book. They love the book because it starts the conversation, a conversation sometimes that is even taboo in some cultures talking mm. about money. So it just really opens up the conversation about money with your kids. One reviewer said, like, now, the kid wants to get a piggy bank and you know really the kids start, is starting to understand how saving works. Because believe it or not, money is something that you are exposed to early on. And between the ages of five to eight, you are really starting to understand how money works. Like and they want stuff. To- <laughs>
0: the, you know what I mean? Like my kid knows she's three. She knows she can put money in a piggy bank and she knows like <laughs> daddy has to buy stuff, but she doesn't have that internal desire like I, need, I want this, and I know it costs money, yes, and yes. so we're not quite there yet. We're just putting it in different – this is taxes. This is yes. donation, and this is, uh, this is what you get left. And But she doesn't have a concept of, like, why do you have to spend money yet? So I'm like, exactly, all right, exactly. this is good. It's very helpful.
1: Absolutely, and we go over a few terms, a few keywords in the book, like generational wealth, franchising, retirement, 401 case, so that at some point the kids are going to be like, what's a 401K? What's franchising? So you, they actually have – they're going to be, become even more curious or even they don't have to be my age, like, old, and be like, oh, now I'm learning what uh, franchising is. You know what I'm saying? So the earlier, the better that you get exposed to money and how to use money to create wealth.
0: Hey, I heard – this is interesting. There's some kind of – especially as a business owner, if your kids are the models somehow, you can pay them a fair modeling fee whatever that means exactly, use that and put that in a Roth IRA for them Absolutely. at a young age. And oh my goodness, can you imagine? I have an account for my kid, but it's like a taxable account, you know, we're going to use it exactly. later in life, but it would be pretty nice to have it set up where it's, she can't touch it until she's retired. And she'll be like, dad, that is so much money that you just gave me mm-hmm. from then a you very small a Beamer amount. Or later.
1: Beamer or Bentley.
0: <laughs> right. Like, you know, in your retirement, like you're balling out.
1: <laughs> but yes. And it's, of course, talk to your accountant, but that's something that we all should be taking advantage
0: of. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's a way to do it. You can't just set it up yes. in your own name like without them earning some kind of money and at a young age. Okay, well, what can we do? That's an accounting question. We're not accountants. We don't play one well on TV. So all of this stuff, there's a good disclaimer at the end of the episode. We're not actually accountants. Check with everything with lawyers and accountants and everything else yeah. because we're just giving you friendly advice as doctor to doctor and life lessons. And sometimes life lessons have a stopping point and a uh, time to go into the uh, professional realm to... Make sure everything is congruent with your exact finances and situation. So and again, what was the website for all of the programs that you have?
1: DoctorsOutOfDebt.com. So Doctors with an S, DoctorsOutOfDebt.com.
0: Oh, and oh, my goodness, because last episode, I forgot to ask this. Any favorite books besides your own?
1: Oh, okay. So I cannot stay lonely in a talking piggy bank.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It'll be linked. Don't you worry.
1: I can go rich. That's a good one. It's a good one to start with. Napoleon Hill. It's a good one. It's a very, very good one. And and it's important to understand that it's all, a lot of it is mindset, how your mindset is. I can Grow Rich. Definitely. It's a classic. There's so many other ones, so many other ones. But so many good ones. If I have to choose one, I can Grow Rich.
0: And I have an Amazon uh, list of all the books that all the guests have recommended at a doctorsperspective.net book list. It is an insane amount of books at this point. And lastly, wrapping it up, if you have a spouse or a significant other and kids and all of this, what do you do to stay connected, stay in love, so you don't get divorced? Any tidbits on that?
1: Communication. Just speak your mind. Um, if you are religious, pray together. Speak. Talk to a therapist <laughs> if you need to. There you go. And go on dates. Go on weekly dates. For my husband, I Fridays. Go on weekly dates. And even um, when it was pandemic, we still did something at home. I love date nights. Love, love, love date nights. And... And just talk, communicate, you know?
0: <laughs> Very good. This has been exciting. I hope everyone on the show today has at least had a couple of nuggets that are like, I need to explore more. Definitely, there's, of course, there's free resources everywhere, but if you want to actually just have everything in one place, it's already curated, walk you through a program, It's kind of like a little mini course or a full course, however you want to call it, but there's definitely a lot going on when you look at her, let's just call it a sales page, landing page. You can see all the things that she covers in depth, of course, things that we talked about today, but uh, it's very intriguing. I think the the price point, in my opinion, is, is quite right for… Um, It's not so cheap, but it's not so expensive. It's definitely like, hey, you're going to be serious about this? Then you need a little bit of investment, not just in your time, but a little bit of investment. And over the next 10 years, you're going to see a huge difference in your life. So doctorsoutofdebt.com. It's funny you said
1: that. Can I mention something? It's so funny you said that. Yesterday I was – so I'm having um, a Financial Literacy Month series on my page, on my Facebook page now. Yesterday I interviewed one of my past clients, former clients, and I asked her if she was ever hesitant to – to pretty much go into my program, the doctors out of their program. And she said, yes, the money, <laughs> because yeah. it's an investment. And now she says that I probably need to increase the price because she's on her way to doubling her dentist income since taking the doctors out of their program. Like that's how much exposure you have to how to create wealth and get out of it at the same time. It's, and there's also CE credits because we want some CE credits.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it's the
1: best thing ever for doctors who are serious about knowing how they can create generational wealth and get out of debt at the same time.
0: Mm. Dr. Clarismay, May, thank you so much for being on the program.
1: Thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: Another great interview has ended. While you're on your phone, click that review button. Write up a nice review for me. Five stars if you could. As everyone says in the industry, it'll help other people to find us when we have enough rankings. Not to mention, I'll mention you and your review on an upcoming episode. If you're looking for one sheets, if you're looking for all the books that people have recommended, you can just go to a doctorsperspective.net/guide, and that's going to give you everything you need to know. The top episodes of 2017 and 2018, the podiatry series, dentist, acupuncture series, holiday 2017, financial series, how to write a review, how to support the show like buying a cup of coffee. Getting Swag, like t-shirts, the Today's Choices is Tomorrow's Health book, that's the blueprints for better health, exercise, picking food correctly and financial, and then of course Bundle Packs, which can get you the No Needle Acupuncture book for 40 Common Conditions, including the electric acupuncture pin at a great deal. Page has some of the products that I like. It's an affiliate style, so if you buy something from them, I get a piece of that. Just like on the show notes pages, if you buy a book from clicking that link, I get a small piece of that as well. So I really appreciate that. Things like Screencast-O-Matic, VPN, Missing Letter, JLab Speakers, ProLone, Edge, or Hot Grips. The Trilingual Coloring Book is now five languages, English, Spanish, Chinese, German, and French. So pick one up for your own kids, your nieces and nephews, and also for your office so these kids have something to do. Again, that all-encompassing one link is perspective.net slash guide, G-U-I-D-E. Uh, once again, if you do need any coaching on how to improve some of your blood work, drop weight and the ProLone diet, fast mimicking diet, five-day plan, let me know as well as if you just need some coaching, whether it's health, whether it's marketing, whether you need some practice growth, etc., reach out, Facebook, Justin Trostclair MCC, of course, out of doctorsperspective.net on the top right, you got all the social media icons that you can imagine. Click your favorite and reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell a friend, pass it along. You can go to .net slash listen. It's just that easy. It'll open up right in your app. And don't forget, I appreciate you. Listen, critically think, and integrate. See you on the mini minisodes. Hope you're enjoying those. I'm definitely having fun summarizing these podcasts in less than 10 minutes for you. You get the nuggets without having to waste your time. Have a great week. A doctor's perspective.
1: Learn stories of success. Avoid struggles they've met.
0: Doctors of all kind come together to help you shine. So sit down.